0: I'm Paula Dunn and joining me today is Steve Myers. Welcome Steve. Hi Paula, I'm uh,
1: back. How you been?
0: You're oh, back. Thank great God for today.
1: that. <laughs> Sun's out, I'm feeling really good. Yes, and, uh, it's a yeah. beautiful
0: day. So yeah. another week and another week of revelations Indeed. about the aged care sector, Steve.
1: So Yes, that's been the hard part yeah.
0: of the week. Yes. More harrowing mm. um, vision on four corners and more questions to be asked.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I think our first guest today will probably help us with I that. I think but, so uh, too. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yes. Yeah.
0: So today on the program, we'll, we will be speaking with Dr. Sarah Russell, a writer and research and academic, yeah. whose articles have been both illuminating and frightening.
1: Indeed, yes. Um,
0: and we'll also have a chat to the organisers of the Victorian Seniors Festival, Chris ah, Reedy. Yes,
1: a month-long celebration for seniors. Yes, yes, seniors. Of fun. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but first, um, our regular visitor Warren Haynes from Aftercare Australasia. Well, Welcome Warren.
2: G'day, how are you? I'm good, good. Good. how are you?
0: (laughs) So, what's been happening, Warren?
2: Well, uh, obviously I'm I'm sure for those of you that have been uh, watching uh, the ABC Four Corners program with interest, Mm. their sort of expose on who cares, Mm. uh, looking at aged care. Uh, Last night just was full of more... Quite shocking, uh, wasn't it? Horrendous? Shocking revelations, in yeah. particular the footage that they showed. Yes, yeah, so was um, very provocative, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, for, for those of people that uh, didn't have the opportunity to see it, uh, what had happened was that there were a, quite a number of instances where. Um, the uh, the aged care facility wasn't able to provide an adequate explanation to family as mm-hmm. to why there were repeated bruising and injuries to, or sort of increased levels of agitation, mm-hmm. um, with their family member, and so they had um, uh, felt that they needed to put in a hidden camera. To try and work out, uh, and in some cases, quite innocently, trying to work out, I mm. think you know, was why was Mum falling out of bed because yes. that's what they were being told was the issue. Yes. Yeah, they weren't um, necessarily expecting
1: foul play or something. No, were they? Yeah. no. Mm. But uh,
2: what what stood out for me? There were two particular bits of footage. One that showed uh an older lady who was clearly being sort of uh verbally intimidated mm. by mm. a particular staff member uh and then being slapped repeatedly oh, in no. the face oh, no. yes. um, it was
0: dreadful and I I've I thought I was going to vomit. I tell you, yeah. it was terrible.
2: Yeah, it was. It was just absolutely appalling yeah. behaviour. And the other uh, bit of footage that stood out for me was um, having these three um, attended carers, yes, um, incredibly roughly manhandling this poor frail what?
1: lady <laughs> who'd but
0: had it, a broken leg. Yes, I
1: couldn't understand why they kept pushing her head back like that. It just didn't make sense. I think to because me. they it, could. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. just didn't. Seemed to be any logic to, to why that yeah, was happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that just went on and
2: on. I mean, mm. that was quite a long piece of footage, and this poor lady had dementia. Yeah. She clearly didn't understand what was happening. Mm. Um, and they just seemed to feel that that was a reasonable way to to go about dealing with the situation.
0: Well, they even laughed. One of them laughed. Yeah, they at didn't one seem bothered by it, no, did they? Yeah, which no. was, was, it was truly scary. Dreadful, yeah. absolutely mm. dreadful. Mm. To think that you, and I think she was in her nineties. Yes, but to think that you live your whole life um, to end up in a situation like that is
1: just. And something you're paying for.
0: Yeah, that's right. you yes, exactly. to be abused. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, that's right. There was a comment made um, about, you know, if that was happening to young children, you know, everybody would be appalled. Not mm. that people are not appalled, mm. but, you know, there would be an outcry. Mm. Um, but it's happening to our elderly citizens and mm. it's just... Oh.
2: Look, I, I think the point that you just made then, Paula, is is a really... A key one for me. I think, uh, you know, previously I've explained that that my background is I've worked across the disability yes. sector mm. as well as aged care, but also across, um, yeah, children's services. So, mm. um, child care centres. Mm. And, uh, one of the things that stood out for me was the Extraordinary difference in the way in which those different industries and sectors are regulated, mm. because uh, you know, again, looking at childcare, there, there, uh, it's similar to aged care in the sense that there are a lot of for-profit uh, companies that operate in that space, uh, but the the standards that apply mm. are just. They just bear in no relationship. Mm, yeah. Pulls apart. Yeah, and that that lady uh, with the with the dementia, that older lady, I think it was sort of referenced that in terms of her. Her understanding of what was going on around her, she was, it was actually quite comparable to her being at the level that a, that a small, you know, three or four year yes. old, five year old child might yeah. be at. Mm, yes. yes. Um, and if you think about our expectations around how adults and, and carers work with young children, you ex, you automatically expect a level of gentleness. Mm. And, yes. And, mm. and, and, Definitely. and a level of, um, Taking that time to make sure that the that the child you're supporting understands what you're doing and if they don't do what you're asking them to do immediately, you would just simply assume that they didn't understand mm. and you would try a different way right, to communicate. That's right. And yet that was and interestingly enough, those same approaches work very well with older people with dementia yes um, indeed yeah and and that's what i could see mm. when i was watching that mm. there was a part of me that was sort of you know really mm. sort of gritting my teeth and just mm. going uh, because the explanation that was given was that there wasn't sufficient funding and they didn't mm. have enough time mm. and yet what i saw was i saw three three people yes. to start with yes when in fact that lady only needed support Probably from one person yes. for most yeah. of that time. Yeah. Perhaps for the transfer back into bed, mm. she might have needed two for mm. a, a minute. Mm. But then she actually needed someone to stay with her that's right. mm. and reassure her she was clearly distressed. Mm. Again, think about how you'd work with a child yeah, who was distressed. Exactly. You yeah. wouldn't just say, Oh, sit down there for crying yeah. out loud and yeah. just stay put and, 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 and then and sort hit of them slam with a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah or slam true. them into the chair if they didn't sit down. Yeah. You'd go, You'd give them a hug. Yeah. You'd say, are you okay? Mm. It's all right. I'm here to look Mm. after you. You'd reassure them. Mm. And those are all the things that would have worked just as well with that poor lady. Um, She just needed some reassurance. She clearly, because of the dementia, she doesn't understand what's Mm. going on around her. She probably doesn't even know why she's there. That's right. If she's disorientated. Mm. And again, you just need someone, you just need a gentle tone and a gentle touch to just reassure her and go, it's okay, you're safe. And probably a good dose of respect in there as well,
0: too. Well, Mm. Well, you can imagine if mm. a child was awoken from a nightmare. Well, I know, I I tend to have nightmares. And, you know, you you wake up and your heart's thumping, Mm. you know. So add to that dementia um you know she's clearly had no idea where she was and and she was just in survival mm, you know mm. mode and these three people are virtually attacking her mm. oh,
2: and, and I think that's the other thing that stood out for me even putting all of that to one mm. side um I just thought about how would I feel yeah how yeah. would I react yeah. if yeah. somebody was treating me yes, in that way exactly. under the guise of Supporting or assisting me, so you yeah. know, if I was out at a on a bus or a train somewhere, and 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 someone came, uh, you know, the, the conductor came along mm. and said, "You have to sit down, sir," mm. and and then just slam me into the chair mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, I tell you, you what, be I'd happy. be I'd, yeah. well, mm. I'd be doing what that lady was yes, doing, which right. is, I'd be pushing back, yeah, yeah and exactly. I'd be waving my arms around, yeah. and I'd be yelling and screaming, mm. and yep. you know, making a fuss. Exactly, and, and, yeah. and the difference is, if I was doing that. Everybody would have thought that that was a perfectly reasonable response That's in right. that situation. Yeah, exactly, as yeah. opposed to, you know, mm. her sort of being a naughty older person mm. who wasn't behaving themselves yeah. and just yes. could get back into bed and do as yeah. they're told.
0: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it was very, it was tragic. Mm. It really
2: was. I, I really felt as though one of the sort of broader things that stood out for me is there's almost a, a type of ageism mm. going on. Mm. Yes. Now, we've heard um, that
0: term before yes. Yes. Been yeah we're hearing
2: it a lot more yeah lately, so, yeah. So, yeah so ageism is when there is actually a prejudice um on the grounds of a person's age mm. and, and again that's what stood out for me when i was looking at well how would uh, a person with a disability get treated what are the expectations mm. what are the regulations what's the complaints process what's the investigation process how would a child get treated mm. versus how was how is this these older people getting mm. mistreated? Mm. Yeah, and and again, it it, it was just extraordinary. Mm. So if if, if you got a minute, I can give you a few absolutely, a few examples. please um, do. So so one of the things that stood out for me was was just their definition of what an assault is. So, uh, there's been another uh, article in the news recently of uh, a couple of um. Well, actually, I think it was referenced in the show last night. A couple of aged care workers who were taken to court mm-hmm. were charged by the police and yes. the magistrate uh, released them uh, and said uh, yes. that they had yes. no charge to answer. Mm. Uh, and, again, if I can be so bold as to comment on a magistrate's mm. ruling, I, mm. I actually read, um, you know, well, I read the details of what was reported And I would have to say that that was uh, an inaccurate ruling Mm. Um, because when I read the Crimes Act, (laughs) Mm. which is what covers assault, Mm. so the Crimes Act, this would be a Victorian Crimes Act, uh, describes assault as being, and I quote, the reckless infliction of bodily injury or pain Mm. or -hmm. discomfort as a consequence of applying force, even if not intended or foreseen. So Mm -hmm. in other words, even if you do something roughly and it's Accidental, mm. and you hurt someone. Yes, mm. that meets the definition of assault. That's right. right. Now, to me, all I can say is that matches a description of what I saw last night. Yes, sure. Uh, and well,
0: clearly they were pushing the lady's head into the into the bed, mm. and
2: they dropped her injured leg onto a yes. frame that yes. was over the bed. Yes, I mm. saw they that. They didn't even remove the frame mm. out of the right. way before yeah. they did the transfer. Mm. Um, it, to me, that is just cut and dried yeah. assault. It was one
1: of the roughest-looking transfers I'd ever seen, actually. I couldn't believe yeah. they literally almost threw mm. her in, Yeah, they, they, they did. But mm. they
2: did. what I suspect is that the judge possibly was looking at the aged care definition mm. of uh, un- what they call unreasonable force. So mm-hmm. in aged care they have a concept in terms of uh, serious incidents that need to be reported to the police, uh, or to the, um, department, relevant department, um, of unreasonable use of force. And it states, uh, hitting, punching or kicking, but it does not include rough, pushing or pulling mm. um, which was a lot of what was on the yes, show last night it was. but again that's that's completely at odds yes. with the actual crime act definition of mm. assault yes so again what i see mm. you know if i'm sort of you know being a bit suspicious about ageism, is that it seems as though a different standard applies Mm. if you're
0: old. That's right. And if you happen to be suffering dementia. Mm. Yes. You know? And and again, you know, what I
2: was saying before about how you would work with someone with dementia, that's not not me just surmising Mm. that. Mm. If you do training, as I've done and as many other people in aged care have done, uh, that is exactly what they say is what's necessary to support a person with dementia. Don't rush them. Take the time to understand where they're coming from Mm. and what their experience of what's going Mm. on around them might be. Mm -hmm. Reassure the person so that they calm down. Mm -hmm. And then, in fact, you may have been able to... So that lady may have been, with that approach, and maybe just one worker in there for five minutes mm. by themselves so again, she wasn't feeling crowded mm. and intimidated mm. and jostled to just talk to her and reassure her and calm her down, she might have been quite happy then to just simply be helped back yes. into bed yes. and have someone stay with her again. You know, she's clearly got that teddy there. It yeah. won't be there just for fun. It'll be there as you would have with a child. Often yeah, this that's is what right. happens yeah. is objects become like a comforter yeah. for someone. Reassurance. Yeah. That's yeah. Yes. And again, it, it would be the equivalent of if you got a, a, a young infant and snatched their favourite teddy yeah, off them and, right. and yeah. took, a dumb, yes. took a dummy exactly. out of their mouth yeah. and, and mm. then went, oh, you're behaving unreasonably, you're getting agitated. Yes. Mm.
0: Slap, slap.
2: Yeah. Great yeah. <laughs> fork.
0: Quite, yeah, quite extraordinary. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with some more. Welcome back to the age stage, and we're going to continue talking with Warren Haynes from Aftercare Australasia. So Warren, how do you see do you see any of these sorts of issues with home care in the home care sector?
2: Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to say that these that it's impossible for this to happen. There, unfortunately there are you know there are bad apples everywhere yes. in society, yeah, but humans I have being humans. Yes. Mm. But I have to say that the incidence of it is extraordinarily low in, in comparison. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of reasons for that. One of the main reasons is that uh, people who are receiving home care, uh, which I, I think I've described previously, mm. they, their being is being closely monitored for a lot of these individuals by people that know them extremely well. Not mm. just a shift mm. worker who's in and out and in and out. It's mm. often neighbours that have known the person for twenty years or thirty years. Mm. Um close family friends, mm. um family imme- members, immediate yeah. family yeah. members yeah. who are popping in there regularly and in regular communication. A lot of a lot of the people we support um still live with a family mm. member. Mm. Uh, and so it's it's very difficult. It's even if these things occur it's very difficult for them to escalate to the point that we were seeing last night. And that's another point that I'd make. It's very unlikely that those workers <clears throat> were providing, uh, you know, assistance, for want of a better word, <laughs> sure. yeah. um, the way that we saw last night, day one on the shift. Yeah, Very unlikely. Yeah. It's something that was able to uh, grow because of the culture that yes. exists in these Damn. large Institutions, yes. really, is what yeah. they're like. Yeah. Uh, and you just don't have that culture in a person's home in a person's home yeah. you know a, a person's home is their castle mm. um so our workers are so the process we have we we put a lot of investment of time and effort into that upfront recruitment process mm. i think i've mentioned before yeah, sure. um yeah, yeah. that it's, it's it's actually quite difficult to get a job with us we'd love to be able to employ more people <laughs> yeah. more easily yeah. but but we we would in terms of the number of applications received mm-hmm. versus actual positions offered, Mm. the ratio is about 1 to 10. And even the people we shortlist... Uh, it's still about one to five mm. out of wow. all the people we actually go put start putting through our interview process, and yep. they get interviewed three times, and they mm. have to produce two referees, mm-hmm. uh, and they have to obviously produce all of their documentation. Mm. They also have to perform in the interview.
0: Yes. Um, so yes. when
2: mm. we, when we're talking to people face to face, one of the things we're assessing is their interpersonal skills,
0: exactly. and their tone of
2: voice, and mm. their body language, and how responsive are they? Mm. And um, we do give them a few scenarios and we talk about their life experience we Mm. we talk to people a bit more broadly about what caring roles have you taken on in your life before you've got to this point Um, because if they haven't got any of that sort of experience Mm. a lot of it's sort of theoretical Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not a theoretical job it's a practical hands-on people person people skills job there's the technical um, you know, elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, you have to actually A, like people, mm. <laughs> yes. and, and B, care about them, be able to put their mm. needs yeah. in front of yours. And I think again, that's what we were seeing with those, yeah. that, those mm. footage. Absolutely. That was the, the, uh, you know, attendant carers literally going, our issues are more important than ours. Yeah, We're that's We're in a hurry. Right. You're a nuisance. Get into bed. Yeah, get yeah. into bed and get off. out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and again, if you have... That's not something you can train. You, mm. you have to have that in your yes. core of who yeah. you are as a person.
0: And I think a psychological evaluation before you even get to interview two <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of three um, is... You know, paramount. Mm. has to be. I'm glad
1: to hear that you actually do face-to-face interviews because I've heard (coughs) a growing trend that's happening these days of people doing video interviews where they actually send you an app. Oh, that you really? have to download and it's you have like Yeah, and they ask you a question, you have to video record your oh, really? response and they base it upon that. Yeah. yeah. G- yeah. Well, Gee, say, that's a yeah. worry, isn't mm.
0: it?
2: Yeah. Again, one of the reasons uh that, that that we actually insist on people coming to see us mm. is uh we're we're actually wanting to see how they function mm. In an environment where they're yes. slightly uncomfortable. Mm. It's, it's not that we go out of our way to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. That would be unreasonable. <laughs> Cause you know, interview, being interviewed is already a little yeah. bit nervous, you know, yeah. nerve um, Let's inducing. Let's see how far yeah. we can push them today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, no, no, none of that, none I'm of kidding, that. I'm kidding. But, uh,
2: but, but we do want to see how they're going to go in an unfamiliar environment yes. rather than being in the comfort of their home and, mm. uh, um, you know, the, which is what you'd have sure. with that, the, that video sort mm. of interview. Um, because that's what the job entails. Mm. People have to turn up. They have to, for start, they have to. We, we want to see if they can even navigate to find our office. Find yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Navigation and getting on time. That's time, right. Time, that's yeah. a yeah. key skill. Exactly. Um, nice. But then, when you get there and you're meeting someone who you're meeting for the first time in person, um, how do you respond mm. to that? How do you mm-hmm. manage? Yeah, do you and if, if they mm. don't manage. Mm. We might, if they're really good in every other area, we might give them another go and get them back for a second interview. Mm. That's the other reason we have sure. two mm. interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we try and make mm. it as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we see the same thing, mm. then we're going to start having real reservations, yeah. no matter what they've got on paper. Yeah, and That's fair enough
1: too,
0: mm. yeah. Okay, well, I think we're up for time. Yeah, we
1: are up for time. Thank you, Warren, I think once buy, again,
0: for joining us on the Age Stage, and um, we'll talk to you again next week. I uh, look forward to it. My okay. pleasure. And welcome back to The Aged Age, Stage, a program that looks at issues and matters affecting older Australians. And with us uh, now, Steve, we have Dr. Sarah Russell. And Dr. Sarah Russell is an aged care advocate mm. and has written some brilliant papers on um, aged care and what's actually happening at the moment. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah so welcome, Sarah. Thank you for welcome having me. Welcome the Thank studio. You. Thank you. Mm. So... What can you did you watch the uh, four corners
4: Well interestingly program? I on Monday night I disclosed to many people that I, that I thought I might be the only Australian not watching Four Corners mm-hmm. and the reason for me not watching it on Monday night last week was because as an aged care advocate I hear numerous stories mm-hmm. and numerous heartbreaking stories and I didn't think I had the energy to um mm-hmm. to watch another one and, uh, and On Tuesday morning, I was asked to be on a radio station to talk about Four Corners, Mm. so I thought I'd better um, watch it. So I streamed it the next morning. And I couldn't stop crying. Oh, no, I know. I, I, I yes. I've i heard so many of these stories, yeah. but, but so many of them rang true to the other stories I've heard. Mm. Mm. And the, the the person who I think will stay in my mind is the, the blind woman who oh, had her hearing aids without batteries, which is mm. a very common story. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, someone out of the blue phoned me, and her husband had been assessed for dementia without his hearing aid in, and he oh. was actually diagnosed with dementia, and they began medication, the antipsychotic medication, mm, okay. without any consent, mm. and it just. So these sort of stories break my heart, and I, I think I've heard so many of them that it just takes a little one to start make me start crying again. Sure, so, yeah. so but I thought the I thought the first episode of Four Corners was exceptionally good mm. in raising, what the heartbreaking stories, the awareness, and I think it's. Mm. So it was also important to hear those in industry respond. Sean Rooney is the um, CEO of the Leading Age Services Australia, which represents the, mostly the for-profit mm-hmm. providers. And I really was quite appalled. And I can say on the record that he's a very decent man. I've met him several times. But he hadn't, I don't think, been briefed to show some empathy, compassion mm. and... Possibly even apologize for some Mm. of these things. Yes. And I felt very disappointed that, that, because it it creates, and it did create on social media, Mm -hmm. a real, a really strong response against him, against private providers, Mm. against. Aged care providers, mm. and that's not the response we need. We need to all start working together to find solutions. I agree with mm. you
0: there. We definitely need to start talking about solutions. Yes. I think what the program has done, and it's very easy to come up with and find, you know, disturbing stories. Yes. Uh, and you know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, there are so many great stories yes. that we don't hear so much well, about. I,
4: I've written about my parents. Um, five years, my mother spent five years in an aged care home, mm. and it was her home, yes. and she had was very happy there. She had carers and registered nurses and activities staff people and, and kitchen staff people treat her with utmost respect, kindness, and even love, mm. many of them, uh, were, she considered to be her friends. Yes. And... I couldn't have asked for more for for Mum in that aged care home, and mm. we need to hear those stories more. And I'm starting to talk more about those stories because uh, this is actually as an aside. But I'm currently, as I mentioned earlier, doing some work now with home care packages. Mm-hmm. So right. people, mm. hopefully, some people listening might even you know like to look me up and, and participate in this because I'm trying to hear. But The other day, a woman said to me, I'm not going into one of those hell holes. Yes. Mm. Now, that's the impact some of these stories are having on people. They're making families terrified of aged care homes. And you can understand what you look at the stories. If you 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 hear... If you only hear heartbreaking stories, mm. you're going to be terrified mm-hmm. and that's why I think we need to start also shining a spotlight on the good aged care homes and we try very hard to get the unscrupulous providers who aren't providing good care, mm-hmm. who are not providing good care, out of the system. They mm. need to all go broke as far mm. as I'm concerned. Yeah. The sooner the better they yeah, go broke. Down. And the good ones are left to provide good care. I think
0: what was disturbing for me in last night's story Story mm. Part 2 um, was that in one of the uh, nursing homes or aged yes, care facilities yes, yes. a woman had been terribly beaten, terribly beaten mm. the, yes. the, the care worker was prosecuted um, but they and, and an apology was mm. given to the family, mm. but the place, A, remained open, and B, re- kept its 100% rating.
4: Well, I, I would like to, I know quite a lot about that story, and I'd like to actually fill in a few gaps, yes, because, please do. I mean, it, it, so, the aged care home, and I'm happy to say it because it was on, um, television last night, mm-hmm. is an Estia home. Yes. Mm. Now, uh, the carer h- herself, the one who mm. was, um, who was a criminal, in my view. Absolutely, I agree. A criminal. Uh, Another staff member had some suspicions about her. So it was another staff member who, without any permission legally, put a camera in there, which is absolutely great that he did that. But as soon as the Estia management uh, saw that video, Mm -hmm. the first thing they did is go straight to the police. Mm. They, In my view... They handled that perfectly mm-hmm. in the sense they went to the went to the. So this was a criminal, yes, beha- working in their aged care home. Now the real issue for me, I mean, first of all, I would like to say that I think Estia handled that perfectly well. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear, I don't know um, what they said to the relatives. You know how that all went because I was obviously wasn't mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But in procedural terms, they handled that properly, going mm-hmm. straight to the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing that um, that uh, Concerns me is um, is you know by showing it as an Estia home, we're all now going. Oh, Estia is terrible, mm, but mm. I'm not quite sure what what else they could have done except go straight to the police mm. and sack the woman. They sacked her immediately. Yes, they did. Now, the CEO of Estia, um, her name is Nora Barlow. She has been advocating during her term as CEO for registration of carers. Mm. Like re- nurses, are all registered through a professional body. Carers aren't. No. There's no licensing, no registration. Now we had a very bad carer in mum's aged care home mm. and he was, we think, abusing residents as well. Mm. We got him sacked as a group of relatives. We Mm -hmm. all got him sacked, which was terrific. But he could have just gone the next day to another aged care home. Yeah, that's right. Fortunately, this woman in last night's episode does have a criminal record now, Mm -hmm. so that's good, so she won't be able to get a job because she'll have a police record. Mm -hmm. But many carers who lose their job due to a poor attitude or low standards or whatever reason Mm -hmm. they lose their job, Mm -hmm. they can the next day go to another aged care home. We need to get these people and shamed. Well, we need to get them registered. Yes. Mm. They need to have some registering process mm. so ones who are sacked lose their licence to practice. Yes, yes And indeed. surely one of
0: the things that could be, one of the solutions could be that, especially in this digital age that we live in, that there is a camera in every room. Well, see, I'm not sure. I mean, yes...
4: That... Many people argue for that. For dementia patients, that, mm. especially. Well, that many people argue for that, and I think in some respects, some nursing... So I call them aged care homes mm. because I don't think they should be facilities because that's an industrial term, so oh, I call them sure. aged care mm-hmm. homes. Uh, some... Um, families have negotiated with management to put a camera in their mm. relatives room mm-hmm. but i don't think it should be something compulsory because i personally wouldn't want and i know my father would not have wanted me to be looking at a camera while he had a shower in the morning i mean he wouldn't want would have, would not have wanted his daughter mm. to be looking at him having a shower mm. so i think it's something that needs to be negotiated between the families and the management mm. then it needs to be lawful i think that you can put a camera in your family member's room, if they consent and you consent, and if they in fact have dementia and uh, uh, don't have legal capacity, well then the power of attorney gives a consent. That's right. But it needs to be something that is negotiated because I don't think every room should have a camera.
0: I don't think it would be advisable to have one in the shower as no, per se no. but mm. you know in in the most of these um, incidents that were shown were in near the bed in the bed you yeah, know or yeah. in the bed yeah. or in that in that general area yeah. see
1: that brings up another issue too because i was reading this morning um, an article about putting cameras in pla- yeah. uh, in public places yep. and by law in most states only the police are really allowed to, to do, do that, that. Um, and even then they need to have warrants and all that type of yeah. thing and once the footage is obtained it's only the police and possibly legal representatives that should analyse it mm. by law. This yes. is. Yeah. So that brings up a whole grey area it with does. what we're seeing on television. Yes, at the it, moment, you know. it, yeah. it may
4: need to be legislated in the Aged Care Act. I mean mm-hmm. it's something I've been advocating for some time. The Aged Care Act needs to be completely rewritten in my view and it needs to be rewritten with the resident as front and centre, mm-hmm. not the provider front and mm-hmm. centre. There needs to be the resident. It needs to be written within a human rights framework and within that framework you may have legislation to, as I've said, to have cameras mm-hmm. negotiated between families, resident and aged care home and, mm-hmm. and negotiate those things. Mm-hmm. But um, but people are calling for compulsory cameras in every bedroom, let's say. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yes. agree with that and that's are mm-hmm. the reasons I don't. So yeah. for
0: example, um, Sarah, when you, you you talked about your father Yep. Um, when he was and you were suspicious of what might have been happening with If you. I had been I wasn't yes. I mean yes. Yeah, yes. yeah I wasn't so we were very happy with If you were yeah. if yes. it, or if you were suspicious that yes. your loved one was yes. being um, maltreated Yes um, well, then, possibly, you would negotiate. Could I please have, you yes. know, we have some suspicions. Could we please have a camera? In well, that would be, that would
4: be my approach. Yeah. And, and see, mm. my approach is to work very collaboratively. So, you know, the management, the, the families and the resident, we should all be re- working together mm. to make it the best possible experience for the resident. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, that is what happens. Mm. So, in, for example, in the aged care home where my parents were in, you know, there was, um, the relative we had a little group um, and we, uh, we often attended the residence meetings because we were allowed to mm-hmm. and there was a collaborative approach to yes. it and I think this is where it falls down sometimes because some managers when they get feedback, let's call it feedback, yes. you could call it criticism, you could call it a complaint yeah. but let's call it feedback, mm. they become very defensive and quite aggressive mm. and they shut it down and Secretive. things escalate yeah. mm. now this is not just aged care homes this happens in, this no. happens in lots of places Sure. so I would really like all managers to be trained in how to receive feedback in a constructive way mm. and to see it as constructive. Yes. And not, and, and to, I mean, it's not just about hearing what the relatives or the resident is saying, it's actually acting upon it. Yes. Mm. And the thing that I have found in my two and a half years of being an advocate is how important a genuine apology is. Really important. My, my mother had a preventable fall. In the last and that hastened her death. Mm. There was no doubt about that. The fall hastened her death. She was ninety one and but I received a genuine apology for the mistake that had been made. Mm -hmm. Um it's been on the television a few times I've talked about it, but I had a note on my mother's trolley, please do not leave this in front of her because when she gets you know, anxious and alone, she might get up and walk. I want her always to be supervised mm. when she walks. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is what happened because they were very busy and she fell over and that hastened her death. But the first thing the manager did was genuinely Mm apologised. And you know when it's a genuine apology. And that just diffused everything. And I have a fairly litigious family, Mm -hmm. and I think if they hadn't done that Mm -hmm. immediately... It mm. could
1: have escalated. Yes. and But that's also part of the problem with the sort of corporate structures going yeah. on because yes. their first response is to say nothing because they're worried about, you know, exposing themselves to it litigation goes, down yeah. the track. I, so, I agree. Yeah. And I mm. think it's
4: a mistake. I think mm-hmm. if we consider this a human service. Sure. I mean, it has... Developed a corporate culture And that's mainly because Quite a few big corporations have got into aged care Yes (laughs) Yes. 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 Real estate companies, insurance companies They're all getting Mm. into aged care And they bring with them a corporate um, Perspective on on Mm. business Yes, mm. yes but this is a human service mm. and I think it needs different values to a corporation.
0: Yes, I think yeah. we spoke last week, didn't we Steve, mm. about, you know, the training of the staff. I mean, six week course, we're hearing
4: 12 week courses. It's, it's very, the, the training is incredibly variable. That You can still find PCAs, or they're called PCAs mm. in Victoria, mm. personal care attendants, who have done a 12 a month um, certificate for at a TAFE college. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be the gold standard. Mm. And you can find people who have done online courses and minimal um, uh, uh, vocation, what do you call it when you do placement work? Mm. Yes, you know, yes. Minimal, mm. five to six weeks. So there's a range. Mm. Um, and it's, it's appalling. The mm. ones who have done short-term training is a major problem yes. because... Um, we need people who are trained to work with uh, people with dementia, people with incontinence, and, and some complex medical issues. And they need proper training. And mm. that is a real issue. And that would be one of the major mm. issues, training. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Just looking at our time, it's time for us to go for a break. Isn't it? Yes, we'll go for a break
0: and we'll be back soon. Princess Cruises is one of the world's leading cruise lines sailing to more than 350 different ports of call worldwide. Princess Cruises currently have seven spectacular ships cruising from Asia, Australia, some departing from Melbourne, each offering an array of exceptional amenities, including elegant main dining rooms, a thrilling gaming casino, theatres, lounges, freshwater pools, and much, much more. Ships that operate in Australia have Aussie dollars on board, with shipping included. Call the girls at Somerville Travel and Cruise today, 5977 5433 to book your Princess Cruise, a station sponsor.
1: Welcome. The Avenue. your castle. Possibilities come to life at Turat College and dreams really do come true. There are so many opportunities for everyone, including programming a robot in our Digi Zone, riding in the equestrian team, or performing in school musicals. This is possibility, this is Turat. <laughs> for further information or to book your tour, visit turatcollege.vic.edu.au
0: Written and recorded by Year 5 and 6 students at Turack College.
1: Looking for in-home care? Try Aftercare, where in-home personal care is helping people all over the southeast of Melbourne maintain their independence while still living in the luxury of their own home. If you're currently receiving services that aren't tailored to your individual needs, talk to Aftercare. We guarantee satisfaction. So let
2: our family help your family.
1: Call Aftercare now, one 300 46 or head to after-care.com.au. A
4: station sponsor. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?
0: Welcome back to The Aged Age Stage and we're continuing our interview with Dr Sarah Russell. And Dr Russell... You've
4: written a uh, an, a summary, an executive summary. Well, that executive summary actually is part of a, a large research project yes. that I did last year yep. where relatives who visit aged care homes... Mm-hmm told me about their experiences and I collected some really interesting stories both good and bad about aged care homes and based on that study was I able to really identify what factors make a good aged care home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now fortunately because Ken Wyatt is, is interested in very interested in, in personal stories he and his chief advisor read this report mm-hmm. from cover to cover and um, they were very interested in some of the findings because it, it uses a lot of quotes. From from relatives and it's very it's a bit raw to read yeah. and quite confronting in some Idiots places. I found that yeah. Yeah, quite quite yeah. confronting. Yep. And they asked me whether I could do the same thing for home care mm. because, as you know, there are two real arms of aged care. There's aged care residential care where people move into an aged care home but the government is really encouraging people and people actually also want to stay at home and they have introduced home care packages to help and assist people to stay at home. And they asked me whether I could interview some people who are receiving home care packages to find out what their experiences are like. Because like a lot of government services, we hear a lot from the providers and the policy makers, mm-hmm. but my work is always around the, what what they call the consumers, the recipients mm-hmm. of these services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently doing that. I'm actually talking with people, hopefully on the Mornington Peninsula, who who want to tell me about their experience with the home care package. So I'm going to leave a flyer with you so if anybody wanted to phone in Mm. in your radio station and you could perhaps give them my details because the more stories I collect the more informed this project will be. Mm -hmm. And do
0: you have any Mm. preconceived ideas about what's happening with home care
4: packages? Well interestingly my family didn't experience. We went straight from being independent at home to Mm. an aged care home. In fact my parents moved in probably a little bit early Mm -hmm. Uh, most people Mm. wait till there's a crisis and then they scramble around and try to find an aged care Mm. home but my parents picked their own aged care home Mm -hmm. in fact Mm. Um, and and Because I have a medical family and I'm a nurse, Mm -hmm. well, I was a nurse, um, we knew that getting them in early, getting them to make friends and all that Mm. was important. So I never had the home care experience. So I am currently on a very steep learning curve because I'm hearing experiences both good and bad, a bit like my other research, good and bad. But the bad stories can be fixed. Mm. And I think the government needs to hear some of the bad stories of home care not working or you mm. know because that's how we're going to fix it to make yes. it better for people Yes,
0: by so bring it out in the open yeah. yeah do you think
4: we'll be looking at a four
0: corners on home care on home care
4: no i don't because i don't think the the, the it, it, Well, I haven't heard any stories of abuse. Mm -hmm. I have heard stories of providers taking far too much money out of the package. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's more of a financial concern. I have heard the same stories around the carers being inexperienced Mm -hmm. um, and young Mm -hmm. and perhaps not the type of person you'd want coming in, different people coming in every day, lack Mm -hmm. of continuity. I've heard those sort of stories. I don't think... It's got well let me let me wait and see. we yes, will um, have you back when have you've me done back that, when yes. I've got the stories. Yes, but yes, I mean
1: definitely have yeah, I'm yeah. very
4: happy to come to people's homes and talk to them and if they're in on the Mornington Peninsula that would be lovely because mm. I have a beach shack at Mount Martha. <laughs> so <laughs> I would like to spend more time here. <laughs> it's beautiful down here. It's lovely down here.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the programme today, Doctor Sarah Russell, and we look forward to having you
4: back again. Ah oh, look I just lived down the road. Very okay. happy to come back. Terrific.
0: Fantastic. Thank you And welcome back to the Age Stage uh, Brought to you each week by RPPFM in, in association With Aftercare Australasia And we're going to be talking now To Chris Reedy, welcome Chris
3: Yeah, good afternoon Paula How are you? I'm very well indeed
0: That's great, and Chris so Tell our listeners what it is that you do Please
3: so, look, I actually work for State Government, I work for the Department of Health And Human Services, but I Uh, And I'm a a festival manager. I'm the only one I think in government, and we run the Victorian Seniors Festival... Out of the same area that we run the Victorian Seniors Card, many of your listeners would have a Seniors
0: Card. I have a Seniors Card, Chris. <laughs> there
3: I've heard you go. Of they're the a hand. handy, they're <laughs> a handy item.
0: They are a handy item. Don't we love them? But it gets a bit thing when people don't ask you to show them, and they just assume. That, yeah, <laughs> of assume. course you're a senior. <laughs> but yes, yeah, very useful. And so, tell us about the festival, Chris. So
3: this is the 36th year that the festival is years Wow. wow. I've only been here for 10 of them. It's a very nice (laughs) job.
0: And I've never heard of
3: it. I'll be here for a while longer. But um, it started as Seniors Week. Mm. Oh, okay. Way back in the day. Mm. um, And it was run by a blend of sponsors and community organisations, in particular Council on the Age in CODA was involved way Mm -hmm. back, and it still is. And then in in the 90s, the state government stepped in and said, look, We'll, we'll, we'll present it, we'll run it We'll, we'll take on the, the role of managing it all mm. and, and keeping all the major organisations and community organisations involved in it So that's the way it's progressed And now it's a whole month A lot of people still call it Seniors Week But it's in fact runs for the whole of October
0: Okay, and this is right across Victoria
3: Yes, yeah, so it's unique in that way, in that every council, there's 79 councils, including yours down at Mornington, mm-hmm. and they all are involved to a greater or larger extent. Um, I know the names, I'd win a quiz show, I could tell you all 79 council names. Good. And, and <laughs> how big their geographical areas are. These. For those who venture out, out in western Victoria, there are some very big councils geographically
1: mm-hmm. that have a,
3: a very small population. And as you come closer to Melbourne, there's places like Casey Council, which has over 300,000 residents now in that one council.
0: Wow.
3: Period. We give a small amount of money to them. They're, our num- they're-, they're my number one part because councils invest a lot of time themselves and some of their own money in promoting or running or supporting others to put on events during the Seniors Festival. Okay. Mm. So,
0: Chris, tell us what's happening um, down here on the peninsula during this. Festival. Yeah,
3: seniors. so look, I'm not, not the person that... I'll go back a step. <laughs> your listeners living locally should get onto the council website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with our festival program, people may have seen it. It's the pink cover this year. All the libraries have it, all the coal stores, neighbourhood houses, councils. Mm-hmm. A number of your listeners would have a copy of that program. That gives people a taste of what's on. Mm-hmm. Because across the month, across Victoria, there's more, more than 2,500 events or activities. Wow! Some of them are very small. Some of them might be just a one-on-one opportunity to come and try out an exercise program. Mm-hmm. And some of them are very big, you know, a large concerts. In the program, we have about 320 items listed, listed, so you can see how many more there are. So local councils are a great source of knowledge, and at the end of this interview, I'll give you the contact details for your council mm-hmm. regarding the festival. But people can just go online and look themselves. And our own online calendar holds about 1,200 of them. And, we're, and at, the end, at yep. the end of the program, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll wheel that You'll off give as that, well. Oh, great. So I'm not going to tell you what's happening in Mornington. Okay. Uh, because they're, they're, I'm bound to miss things that I should have missed. Um,
0: well, I can tell you some of the things. Cause, there you go. You because see, I've just been handed the pink book.
3: It now it is, yes, and that's right. And you can <laughs> flick through and say, "Oh, there's this, yeah. there Mornington. There's this and that."
0: Yeah. But, so we've got Camp yeah. Mangyang is uh, uh, um, t- uh, running a Get Active Expo. Ooh, that's um, right. I remember when I
3: saw that; I thought that looks pretty good. Yeah. Does, I've never been. Like. I've never been to Camp Mangyang. Have you?
0: Yes, I have. There yeah. you go. Yes. So it's yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be fun. Yeah.
3: Look, there are there's a lot of the thing about the. The reason some people still call it a week is there is eight days of free public transport for all Victorian seniors card holders, and uh-huh. that's from the 7th of October, Sunday the 7th, to Sunday the 14th. And a lot of people use that free transport just to their own fun. They catch up with friends, go and see a movie, yeah. have a meal, but a lot of them use it to get out to seniors festival activities that are further afield. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, Does that um,
0: mean I could get on a train and not have to worry yeah. about how to use
3: a Mikey card <laughs> So what happens is if you get on a V-line, the good news is, you don't have to um, use your Mikey. Okay. You just show them the seniors card. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you to still use the Mikey on public transport in Melbourne because that's the way we can track how many more people are using it during festival time. Okay. So I can guarantee you that anybody who swipes on won't be charged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we like you to swipe on and off because it, it just shows us how many more people are getting out and about. So you could decide... With friends or by yourself think, Well look I'm gonna take a couple of days, I'm gonna to go to I'm gonna to go to Warrnambool, stay overnight. I'm gonna go to a, a concert down there or go to a, for a bushwalk or whatever for free. Yeah. So the main website for the festival if people just remember seniors online mm-hmm. if you search Seniors Online you'll come to our festival site. Mm-hmm. Which not only has the festival of the Senior of the Year Awards, as also that's where the seniors card lives there's yeah. a lot of other interesting stuff on that site. It's a good yeah. site. I'll
0: have to check it out. So that's yeah, one so thing yeah. to
3: remember. Yeah. And as far as Mornington goes, mm-hmm. you obviously know a lot of what's happening in Mornington. Yes. But I can give you the number that people should call for inquiries about what's on there in the festival time. Yes, okay. Please. And that's um, 5950. Yes. 1688.
0: 5950.
3: 1688. And if people have got a pen in their hands, the email address of the officer down there who's involved with the festival is... um. Positive aging, uh, positive aging, all one word. hmm. At Morn Penn, I'm sure you know your local council, yep. au. Okay. That's great. Awesome. That's
0: great. Chris.
1: Thank you for you you so that, Chris. So much. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, we, uh, nice enjoy
0: Seniors Month, and yep. I will too, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
3: You give me a call at the end of October and tell me how you think it went. I will. I, I might even I run into you on a train. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, bye for now. Thanks, Chris. You're on RPPFM, and you have been listening to The Age Stage, made possible by Aftercare Australasia. And we'd like to thank our guests today, Steve. Uh, Warren Haynes thank from you, Aftercare Warren. Australasia. Sarah Russell.
1: Thank you, Sarah.
0: And Chris Reedy. Thank so you, Chris. Thank you so much. Steve, thank you for pushing all those buttons as you oh, always do so thank wonderfully. You, Paula. <laughs> and until next week, when again we will be doing everything we can to have the Honourable Ken White.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: The Minister for Seniors Australia Senior Australians uh and aged care join us on the programme.
1: Look forward to okay. it. Well, you have a great week. I
0: will. You too. See you then. See you next Bye.